Hello friends, and welcome back to Empathy is Badass. My name is Alyssa, and this is our theme song. This is Empathy is Badass, where you don't have to be an ass to be a badass. My name is Alyssa. My mission is to help my fellow humans harness the power of empathy, compassion, and kindness. After a long series of unfortunate events in my teens and 20s, I had an epiphany. Being negative and unhappy was a huge waste of my life. I felt trapped in a mindset that no longer served me and I wanted out. So I got uncomfortable, vulnerable, and questioned everything I thought I knew. I confronted my past and focused on my present. I tried, I failed, I learned, I healed, I forgave myself and others, and I found my way out. I found true, unconditional happiness at rock bottom, and I haven't looked back since. I realized I was never being punished, I was being prepared for a time in my life when I would look back and be amazed with how far I had come. Turn your pain into power and embrace your most authentic and badass self. We'll talk about how to heal, grow, and let the bullshit go. There is no secret sauce that will transform your mindset or your life overnight, but listening to this podcast might help just a little bit. Be patient with yourself, trust in the process, and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Thank you so much for supporting the show and listening. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, the episode. Hey, I'm so sorry. It's Alyssa again. I just wanted to let you know that there is about a 10-minute period that's about to happen where I talk about good stuff, but stuff that you might not have time for. And so if you don't, and you just want to skip right to the grounding exercise, it starts at about 15 minutes, I think like 15 minutes and 30 seconds. And okay, thanks so much. Bye. Okay, friends, so it is Monday, and it was really hard to get out of bed this morning, but I'm really proud of myself because I actually woke up at the time that I intended to wake up, and if any of you have ADHD or just generally have trouble understanding that time makes any sense at all, <laughs> you understand that sometimes no matter how much you tell yourself the day before, I'm going to get up at this time, I'm going to be so productive in the morning, I'm going to wake up for my alarm. Sometimes no matter how much you do that, it just doesn't happen. And when I was living by myself for so many years, it was literally just not possible because there is not an alarm in the world and trust me, I have tried them all. There's not an alarm in the world that can get me up if I am in some form of deep sleep. And so thank goodness for my boyfriend because he can just get up with nothing at all. Like literally a pen could drop and this man would wake up on time. But if it was like the middle of the night and there was like a hurricane happening outside, he would be none the wiser because he would just sleep right through it. So two very different types of ADHD. 
anyway, other big things happening this week. Last weekend, we went and adopted a little kitty cat with no eyes. Her name is Blink, and we already have two dogs and a cat and a couple of guinea pigs, and I told my boyfriend, and we kind of agreed, that the only way we would adopt another animal as if we found one, or if one came to us, per se, was given to us by the universe that had less than four legs or less than two eyes. That would be the only way that we would adopt another animal. And literally, like, uh, we were having that conversation, and then me being me, I just decided to hop onto the Humane Society website, see what was popping, and just see, you know... Just wanted to, I was really, I was self-sabotaging. Let's not even, I'm not even going <laughs> to sugarcoat it. I had every intention when I was getting on this website. But by some miracle, there was this little cat named Coraline, and she was five months old. She didn't have either eyeball. It didn't really say how it happened, if she was born with no eyes, if she had just gotten her eyes removed. And so we went to see her like an hour later. She was perfect. She... Didn't have either eye, and that's kind of really weird at first because I know that for me, someone who like really deeply connects with animals, a lot of that connection comes through the eyes sometimes because I think you can tell a lot about how anyone is feeling based on their eyes and just kind of the emotion behind that. And so when an animal doesn't have any eyes, you really kind of have to like reevaluate that relationship and it was kind of a big mind bleep <laughs> because I just it was just a little confusing at first like I was thrown off because I'm so good with animals and I've worked in veterinary medicine and animal rescue but I don't know if I've ever been around a cat that has no eyes at all and so there have been so many learning curves as far as just realizing that this poor cat like she lives in her imagination a lot of the times you know she can she's mapping out rooms and she's very aware of like smells and sounds like she hears everything and you cannot hide from her at all but it is still really scary for her just to kind of be in the world because even if she's heard a noise before or been in the room before it can still get really confusing because she can't see anything and with humans, you know, they can have walking sticks that help or guide dogs <laughs> or different things like that. And so our hope is that after this transition period, when all of our animals have kind of gotten used to each other and we feel safe having them interact on a more regular basis, just once we make sure that everyone's going to get along, we're hoping and kind of already seeing that our older dog, Effie, who's going to be 12 in March, and our other cat, Spicy, are going to kind of take her under their wing and really just kind of help her navigate the world. We were all outside yesterday watching the Super Bowl because we live in Arizona and my boyfriend is a Kansas City Chiefs fan and so we were watching that outside and it was the first time that we took Blink, that's our cat's name because no eyes, <laughs> we took Blink outside on a harness because our other cat Spicy loves to go outside on a harness and she was just having the best time and it was a huge glimmer of hope because it can be definitely a little stressful and time consuming to try to acclimate animals to each other especially when their pack is already so well solidified and so it's just been a really cool learning experience and we've gained so much perspective from Blink because she has no eyes she can't see but 
she makes the best of it and she still knows where all the water cups are so yeah I'm really excited and if you want to check out any of my animals <laughs> they do have a TikTok I did not have TikTok up until literally about a month ago because I just knew that it would probably not be healthy for me, honestly. I knew that I would spend way too much time on there, even if it was just looking for animal videos. So I talked about in my last episode how I got a flip phone, <laughs> and that's really been helping because I kind of try to only use my, you know, smartphone for business purposes or making content purposes and things like that. And so, yeah, if you want to check out their TikTok page, it is at Spicy and blink i'm hoping at her name on there too so that might change soon but anyway there's just tons of cute videos of them on there and i don't have a tiktok for empathy is badass yet because i really kind of want to be conscious of what that would look like and what i would be putting out there because i know for me personally it's just not healthy to be on tiktok very much and scrolling through these videos so i don't want to entrap anyone on there further my line is kind of putting animal content on there because at least that's something positive to look at and so I just really want to be conscious of what I'm putting out there and so on to today's episode <laughs> to the actual topic of today's episode after I've given you all the details on my life we're gonna do something that I'm really excited about today and I put out a YouTube video on it not too long ago um, Empathy is Badass is also our YouTube page, and it was a video on something that I call the 5-4-3-2-1 grounding exercise, and this is definitely something that you could have heard of before. I know that I've seen it around the internet, I've seen it kind of in different places that I've been for my mental health, and I've heard it many occasions, and it's just something that's always really kind of stuck with me. As someone who has ADHD, I definitely bounce in and out of ideas and hobbies and coping mechanisms and all kinds of different things just because sometimes I literally forget that I ever learned it in the first place or forget that it exists until someone else brings it up, if you know, you know. And <laughs> so this is just one of those things that has always stuck with me. So I know that for me, that really stands out because it means that it's something that has continued to work and that I've seen success with, and so I've continued to use it. And so I wanted to share it with everyone because it's really accessible, I feel like, for just about anyone. There's no supplies needed. You don't have to be in a therapist's office to do it. You don't have to have any experience to do it. It's literally just something that you can either say to yourself or even just say in your mind, and you can do it literally anywhere, anytime, and you can usually close your eyes when you're doing it as long as you're not driving. I just want to put a disclaimer out there that I know that it's really tempting when you're listening to these grounding exercises and meditation videos to just close your eyes and relax. And that's perfect if you are in a safe place with four walls and a roof preferably or outside, but not in a car and not operating any sort of machinery. Just a disclaimer. Okay. So the 5-4-3-2-1 grounding exercise, I feel like I have to really slow myself down when I say that because I can be like, 5 4 3 one sometimes. Like, what? What did you say? Anyway, so <laughs> the 5-4-3-2-1 grounding exercise is an exercise that you can do if you're feeling 
really overwhelmed or if you have panic attacks or if you're going through a really stressful situation or you're having to deal with something at work or at school. Anytime when you feel like you're kind of out of control and you're spiraling and your thoughts are just like eating you alive or even like I've used this before when I'm just like scrolling on like reels or TikTok and I just catch myself like scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and in that moment of catching myself... I have to make this really conscious decision that I want to come back to reality, so to speak, or that I don't want to be just sitting in the dark sometimes looking at my phone for hours on end. And so when I have that realization of I'm doing something that's not really healthy or productive and it's not making me feel good or it won't make me feel good after I get done doing this, it's hard to snap yourself back into reality or to find a way to kind of shift your thought path into something else that's not those videos because you're getting such a dopamine boost when you're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. That's why we're all so addicted to content and addicted to social media is this dopamine reward that is really hard to replicate. And so I have had to find ways to snap myself out of it and remind myself that there is so much more in life than the internet. I want to be in the present moment. I want to be here and I want to be healthy. So how do I get myself back? So this exercise is something that I do when I'm feeling like that and when I feel like I need to come back to the actual present physical environment that I'm in. So what is this exercise that I keep talking about? I feel like I am baiting you here and I promise I just get so distracted. So I'm going to get to the point now. So when I do this exercise, there is nothing that I need to prepare. I don't need to have any tools or equipment with me. If possible, it's nice to kind of find at least a little space of your own. You don't have to be alone by any means, but sometimes if you're just able to get away from all of the chaos, that can help with grounding also. So if you're able to just kind of step away from whatever's going on, that's awesome. But if you can't, that's okay too. So when I start this exercise, I like to try to get control of my breathing. And what I mean by that is sometimes when you're in a panic or you're feeling overwhelmed, your breath can kind of start to escalate with the severity of the situation or your feelings around the situation. So when you're having a panic attack and you feel yourself starting to hyperventilate or you feel like you can't breathe, we want to be able to consciously try to control that and try to bring ourselves back to the present moment so that it doesn't become this spiral. And so the way that I like to do that is I like to breathe in for three seconds, breathe out for four seconds, and then I'll repeat that process by breathing in for four seconds and breathing out for five seconds. And so this breathing technique just kind of helps you get back in control of your breath. And you can continue that process going up to five seconds in and six seconds out until you kind of feel like that's the capacity of your lungs. And then once you feel like you are in control of your breathing again and you are able to regulate the rhythm of that, then you can move on to the next step. And if you can't get your breathing down, if you feel like it's just not possible and you can't breathe, 
then don't beat yourself up about it. Don't make yourself feel even worse about it. Just go ahead and move on to the next step. It's okay. There's nothing required here. There's no rules. Nobody is going to get you in trouble if you quote unquote do the wrong thing. So just be gentle with yourself, especially as you're first trying this out because you might feel like a crazy person doing this stuff to yourself. So just kind of trust in the process and give it a chance because what do you have to lose? And another great part of this exercise is that while it might take me a while to walk you through it at first, it takes less than a minute when you're doing it in real time. It seems like a lot of steps, but as you're quickly identifying these things, it's going to go by really fast. So just keep that in mind, too, as you're listening to me talk through it, is that it's not going to take you this long when you're actually doing it. I just kind of wanted to make sure that I gave you a really thorough overview. That way you feel prepared to kind of take this into your own life and try it whenever you feel ready and hopefully really get some good out of it. So the first part of this exercise is identifying five things around you that you can see. And you can either say these things out loud if you feel comfortable or you have the space, or you can just identify them in your mind and say them to yourself. And when you're seeing these things, you kind of want to make a conscious effort to really see them. <laughs> what I mean by that is you don't just want to kind of look around and be like, oh, I see a tree, I see a rock, I see a dog, I see a person. You, you want to really be conscious in what you're thinking and seeing. And so if you see a tree, what is going on with that tree? You know, what color are the leaves? If you see a cloud, what does the cloud look like? All of these small details are just going to help bring your mind to something else other than the stressful situation that brought you to this exercise in the first place. So once you've identified the five things that you can see, you move on to finding four things you can touch or feel. So this could be as simple as the clothes on your body. You can feel those on your body. You can touch those. It could be the bench you're sitting on or the grass that you're sitting on. It could be your hair and how soft or frizzy or oily it is today. You're just trying to identify very specific items or things around you that are very kind of tactile and that you can touch them with your hands if you're able to and really kind of think about how does this feel. So once you do that, you're going to move on to identifying three things in your environment that you can hear. So maybe there's a bird chirping nearby or you hear a conversation going on. Again, you know, just finding things in your environment that are outside of yourself and that help bring you back to that present moment. So three things you can hear. Next, you're going to try to find two things that you can smell. And you might say to me, well, it's not very smelly in here. It's not very smelly where I am. I promise you, if you smell hard enough, <laughs> you know, really like smell you're going to be able to find some smells, even if it's just the smell of the air or the smell of you or the smell of a person next to you who may also have a smell of sorts. And so again, you know, it doesn't have to be serious. You don't have to beat yourself up about, I need to smell something more. Just smell, you know, just identify two things you can smell. Easy peasy. Does it remind you of anything, that smell? Does it take you back to a place? How does that smell make you feel? All of those things are great too. 
So finally, we're down to the one, the last part of this exercise is to identify one thing that you can taste. And you may say, Alyssa, I don't have any snacks. I don't have anything to taste. What am I supposed to do? I don't want to lick the ground. I don't want to lick this wall. Ew, germs. I getcha. I understand. You're spit. <laughs> I know that's really gross, but that's what someone told me once. If you cannot find anything else that you can taste in your vicinity that is safe for you to taste, then just kind of think about what your spit tastes like. And if that grosses you out, I understand. And I'm sorry because I do not like spit either. It's I could like handle anything else just about as far as human or animal liquid, but like saliva. <sighs> so I understand. <laughs> you could taste the air. You could like oh, oh, take a bite out of the air if you, know, you feel so inclined. As long as you can find something to taste, then you're on your way to completing this exercise. And so, just to recap that for you, we've got five things that you can see, four things that you can touch or feel, three things that you can hear, two things that you can smell, and one thing that you can taste. And so, again, that's what I love about this exercise is that all of these things, all of these characteristics or parts of this exercise can literally be identified at any place, at any time, if you let yourself get, like, just think a little bit outside of the box if you have to. But that's kind of the fun of it, is if you allow yourself the space and time in these moments of overwhelm and panic and stress, if you allow yourself the room to laugh at life and find the silliness about it, you really open yourself up and become more vulnerable with yourself and realize that if you take everything in life so seriously and like it's the end of the world all of the time, it's it's going to be too much at some point. You can't carry all of that all the time. And so this exercise not only truly does help kind of bring you down off that ledge, but it also gives you the space to just kind of laugh at yourself or laugh at your environment and just remind yourself that no moment is going to last forever. No feeling lasts forever. And so even if something feels so strong and makes you feel so vulnerable or sad or scared, that feeling will not last forever. But you have to make the choice to kind of, you know, remind yourself that there is a feeling other than this. I can feel calm again. And sometimes you have to help yourself get there. You can't just expect that if you don't put in the work, all of this stress and all of the worry is just going to go away on its own. I wish that it worked like that. I wish that things could just kind of pass and that was it. But a lot of the times, it, it's just not that easy. And so if you have these tools on board and if you know what to do when you start feeling like this, it's going to benefit you in so many ways. You're going to feel so much more in control of your emotions, in control of your situation. You're going to be able to tell yourself that, you know what? It's not that bad. I'm here. I'm breathing. I'm living. And if I want to change this situation, I can. I can get through it. I just have to remind myself that I'm in control. I'm in control of my body and my breath. And so, yeah, this exercise is great. And I love it because if you feel comfortable enough, if you've been doing it for a while, if you notice that someone else is feeling overwhelmed, it like, it can feel like it's awkward, but I feel like people are truly 
seeking connection a lot more than you realize. So if, if you go up to someone in the workplace or wherever and be like, hey man, like I see that you might be a little overwhelmed. I don't know if you're interested or not, but I do this thing sometimes and you know, it can sound a little silly at first, but it's really helped me calm down. Like when I'm feeling overwhelmed, it's helped me just regain my momentum and my mental strength. And I was wondering if you wanted me to tell you about it. Like it's such an easy opener to a conversation and it shows that other person that you're mentally strong, you're vulnerable, you're open to human connection and kind of talking about those things. And I think it's a great way to start to build a relationship with someone is by, you know, kind of gently asking if they're interested. You never have to force anything on anyone, but the, you know, worst that can happen if you offer is they say no, and then that's okay. You still have it. You don't have to stop doing it, but it can be a really good way to kind of make friends and establish those connections with people too. So yeah, I hope that was helpful for you guys. I am so thankful if you made it all the way through the episode. You can find our YouTube video on this topic again at youtube.com slash empathy is badass. Um, also, if you want to check out our website, www.empathyisbadass, the video is posted on our homepage as well. And that'll also take you to any of our products, our blog, and it should lead you to all of the other podcast episodes as well. So if you feel so inclined, definitely check that out. Oh, I am so out of breath. Sometimes I really think that I just talk for 20 minutes straight and I don't even breathe. And it's like half of this episode was about being in control of my breath, but I hope there's at least a difference between like passion and panic, you know? <laughs> Hopefully I'm at least moving in the right direction. Okay, what else do I need to talk about? Uh, okay, social media. You can check us out at Empathy is Badass on Instagram, Redbubble, Etsy. I am so, so, so close to finishing some apparel designs. I just have to get down the file sizes and make sure that they're really high quality so you guys are not going to get blurry images because I know that that would make me really sad and disappointed and so I really am all just about like if I'm going to do something I want to do it right so that's what I'm trying to do. Okay I hope you all have a wonderful week. It's Monday now when I'm recording this so if it's Monday for you I hope that it's a super great first day of the week. It's whatever you make it to be and if it wasn't a super great day then well you know what? Tomorrow can only be better if that's what you believe. And I just really truly hope that you feel productive this week, but also remember that your productivity is not the equivalent of your worth because you are so valuable in so many ways. Your mental health matters, your journey matters, your story matters, your life matters, you matter to people. And remember to take time to do things that make you happy because this life is so short and if you're not doing the things that you really want to do, then you're wasting your own time because you don't get another one of these. So yeah, I think that's it. And I am going to hopefully come out with some more episodes this week. So look out for those. And without further ado, here is our theme song again. <laughs> Bye guys. <laughs>